There is an order, an agency, one that holds allegiance to no crowd, no magistrate, and no governing body. This organization takes on the problems and issues too bizarre or too dangerous for any normal investigative unit. They right wrongs, protect the innocent, and safeguard the world. They are known as The Circle. Of the thousands of agents spread across Eberron, there is one group who, through fate or providence, were placed together and set out on a quest that would change their lives and the world. This is their story. Hey there, everybody. Welcome once again to Agents of the Circle, the podcast where I run a fifth edition game of Dungeons and Dragons for my friends, and all manner of hilarity ensues. I'm your host and Dungeon Master, Sphinx Akasha, and I'm joined once again by my friends Kendrew and Trary as Ozma, the Rogue Wizard, Luke Abinson, who's not here tonight, uh, and I will, so I will be playing his character as Lucius Flagg, the Divine Sorcerer, Breezy Rumsey as Tristania Clawborn, the Shadow Sorcerer, Riley Grandow as Ash, the Druid Warlock, Caleb Clark as Jazz Goodsong, the Rogue Artificer, and Laramie Lundy as Idris Lot, the Eldritch Knight. So we're back again for episode three of our adventure in Eberron. If you haven't checked it out yet, episodes one and two are already out on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. So be sure to like, share, and subscribe if you like what we're doing. Also, make with the fan art already. Thanks. <laughs> All right, we're going to go ahead and get back into our journey. Tonight's episode, The Journey. <laughs> oh, dear. All right. So in our last episode, the party made their way to Circle HQ after Max is sent home with his elven Scott Guardian. You've teleported in, uh, your car hall into the facilities and given the bodies over to a pair of dwarves who are, able, who are told to bring the bodies to someone named Desi. Uh, the dwarves do as they're told, vanishing as they step through the doors before them. With some trepidation, you also walk through those doors, which transport you to what appears to be the lobby of a building where you meet Jarvis. Very friendly, but albeit absent-minded, Warforged wizard was friendly with Q. After awkward interactions and a mock scolding from Q, you're all transported to your beautiful offices, but not before a natural 20 by the elderly Idris Lot, who manages <laughs> to spectacularly backflip and somersault through the teleporting doors. Unfortunately, the stress of the teleportation proves a bit too much for Jasper as he runs to the nearest bathroom to relieve himself of his stomach's contents, apparently from both ends. <laughs> you all take some time to get to know your office space, learning that each team gets an office of their own, as well as the choice of a name for their group. After some time, Q takes you all down to the hidden staircase, leading you to a large laboratory where you meet the statuesque half-orc named Desdemona, also known as Desi who is your group's coroner and forensic arcanist. Throughout your introductions and investigations of the Jane Doe and Spider Creature, you also learn of a romance between Desi and Q. More importantly, you learn that these creatures were engineered using fiend blood and that the Circle has dealt with these creatures before. You've learned also that the Jane Doe was killed, then had her heart removed, 
than the eggs of these creatures implanted to incubate and feed upon the body, and that Idris's failure to catch her, leading to the subsequent release of the creatures, was fortunate, as the spiders were not yet fully matured, as when they are fully matured, they're about the size of large black bears. <laughs> Desi, finally noticing the damage to Q's metal arm, uh, and before agreeing to a ritual that could lead to more answers regarding the Jane Doe's death, uh, sends Q and his team to the workshop next door. There, by way of a hilarious sneak attack attempt, you meet the Carreras, a pair of goblins and half-goblin siblings, both named Carrera. The younger of the two, uh, the 10-year-old goblin boy and his adorable onesie, and his older half-goblin, half-elf sister, who actually runs the workshop. Tris befriends the young 12-year-old Carrera, much to Carrera's delight. Through the process of having his arm checked, you also learn about a little bit about Q, uh, specifically his 13-year-old daughter, uh, who is away. You learn that she designed his metal arm and is living away from him, undergoing some training. Uh, a group of gnomes suddenly appear with food for the party, but not before it just crit fails his attempt to sneak off, falling flat on his back. Triss, attempting to find something more age-appropriate to drink, scones off with the gnomes and younger Carrera. The older sibling takes the time to get to know the rest of the party and their motivations as she works on Q's arm rather begrudgingly. Tris, meanwhile, finds herself in the kitchen and bluffs little Carrera, aka lies to a ten-year-old, uh, into getting her to explore with her, quote-unquote, over the exploring. He takes her to a training room made completely out of a foam-like substance, and then to a temple room, where she encounters Sela, a paladin of Ayun, who seems to have a bit of a motherly connection to, to Tris. Triss questions her place in the circle as well as to why Sela left her there. Sela assures her that she hopes to, to have Triss learn a bit more about her magic and perhaps other things. She reassures Triss of her affections and hands her a small stone that looks as if a six-year-old painted it. After more reassuring words and a plea that Triss please take care of herself, Sela leaves and Triss and Carrera return to the cafeteria for milk. Meanwhile, Carrera, the tall, a.k.a. Hammerfist II, completes her replacement and modification of Q's new arm. She reveals that she is the group's quartermaster and prized everyone in the group for information about the manner of tools they use. It's at this time that Triss and little Carrera return, and the goblins let slips that the pair of them encountered Sela in the Temple of Ayun. This begins a bit of an altercation between uh, Triss and Q, uh, in which Q reveals a bit more about Aya's whereabouts and why she happens to be away learning magic with a friend of his, an unnamed friend of his. Once that's done and uh, the repairs and everything are complete, you all abscond with Q once again back to the laboratory where uh, after some questioning and uh, with a little bit of stress and trepidation from a couple of members of the party, uh, Desi performs a speak to the dead uh, ritual. Uh, at which point, I'm sorry, before that, Jasper returns, having <laughs> completely exited all of his system uh, and is, you know, drinking water and is very weak from things. Uh, Desi does the speak to the dead uh, ceremony in which the body then rises for a few moments and are 
the party begins to ask her questions. Uh, you learn from the corpse of the Jane Doe that she was last, she last remembered leaving the library uh, at Morgrave University with a book called The Book of Shadows. She didn't see who attacked her, she didn't see, she doesn't remember anything, but she was able to tell you that she was researching the book on account, or she was verifying the book's authenticity on account of the book hadn't been missing from the Arcanics for some time. Upon learning all of this, it just then decides to take the bright idea of trying to ask her the group name, which she could not answer. Uh, she then lets slip the, the, uh, the words, all is dust, before finally lying back down and being dead once again. Uh, to which Q recognizes the term as being a reference to a group he had long thought extinguished called the Hands of Dust. So you all, uh, at his bidding, take a long rest, uh, rest for the rest of the night and find your apartments. Uh, you all then the next morning, uh, Q you know, gets you all up. You guys go to the home of an old friend of his, a very old elf uh, that Idris seems to recognize. Uh, upon asking for the whereabouts of one Emrys Malik, the older man grabs Q by the throat, slams him against the wall, and asks what he wants with his son. And this is where we pick up. You stand inside what equates to be a brownstone home. Some of you sitting on the mild, mid-sized old couch, and some of you standing as you watch this old man move with near lightning speed and pin Q to the wall by his throat. I will ask you again, my young friend, what do you want with my son? Q doesn't move, doesn't raise his hands. He simply looks at the man, and he says, in Sylvan. First off, do any of you here speak Sylvan? I do. Excellent. So what you're able to understand is him saying, Baba Akar, you know me. You know that I am a friend to you and your family. Emrys has information that I believe can end a potential crisis before it begins. Please help us. The older man raises a bushy, grayed eyebrow and speaks in common so that everyone can hear. Would this be life or death potentially saving the world kind of help? Q nods as best as he can while in the man's iron grip. Isn't it always? He gives Q a long, hard stare, narrows his eyes. You can feel the tension in the room so thick. You think he's this close to breaking Q's neck any moment. And then, when, why didn't you say so then? He releases his grip on Q's neck and pulls him in for a massive hug, pinning his arms to his sides. Oh, God! You can hear Q's back crack a little in the process. He looks over Q's shoulder and sees you all watching, bewildered or amused. Oh! Oh, yes, that's right. You brought guests with you. He lets go of Q, who nearly crumples to the ground. You see Q readjust himself as he reasserts his sense of balance. 
uh, yes, <clears throat> this is my team. The older man stands there in his shorts and nothing else. <laughs> his fists are on his hips as he stands there smiling at all of you. Well, Shiro, I'm sure they all have names, do they not? Shiro motions to you as he rubs his throat for you all to introduce yourselves. Hello, Master. I am Jazz. Oh, oh you may call me Jazz, but um, I, I have a question. Yes? Why does Master Q call you Baba? Are you his liege? No! What? <laughs> My name is actually Akaja Tembe Malak. Most folk around him here call me Baba or Baba Aka. Oh. Tris, you recognize the name, as you've heard it a lot during your time on the streets, as a man who was a bit odd, but was also kind of the neighborhood uncle. A man you could they say you could go to if you needed help of just about any kind. You also know that the local crime syndicates and the Thieves Guild even steer clear of this neighborhood out of fear and respect for him. You've never encountered him, but you've kept the name in your back pocket for a while in case you ever did meet him. Okay. The, 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 the children, they, they like to call me Baba. Uh, it's, 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 it's more of a term of endearment. Q is a very good friend of mine. He's been a close friend of my family for many, many years. Oh, forgive me. Oh, no, it is quite all right. Jasper, was it, or did you prefer Jasper? Um, you may call me Jazz. I jazz. jazz! No one calls me Jasper but me mother. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Well, and, 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 and what of the rest of you? Who, who are you? You're, you're a motley crew, aren't you? I'm Ozma. That's my name. Don't wear it out. Don't forget it. <laughs> you are a very interesting young lady. That's very what they tell me. interesting indeed. All right, Ozma. I will try. I will remember that. And, and, and what about you, young miss? Hi. I'm Tristania. It's nice to meet you. I've heard a lot about you. Oh, I have you now. Hopefully all good things. Mostly all good. You're somebody I'd, I'd like to get to know better. Ah, well, that sounds good. I hope. He kind of straightens up a bit and scratches his, his chin. You notice he has no facial hair except for what appears to be kind of these like wild gray sideburns, which for an Eladrin, you find very, very surprising. Mm. Uh, and what about you, that person with all of the wild skins and things? You can call me Ash. Uh, so, for being friends with Hugh here, you sure handled him pretty roughly. Oh, this is an old thing. He and I, we have this rapport all the time. <laughs> and sometimes I forget my own strength. It is, uh, Hugh calls it, I call it disconcerting. Yes, he calls it disconcerting. Yes. But I call it just playful banter. You know how it is. Yes, but it is good to meet you, Ash. Uh, do, do you wear skins all the time? Is that kind of your thing? Yeah, that's my thing. Okay. <laughs> all right, then. Well, we, we will talk more later. Uh, and, and... He, he looks at Lucius, and what is, who, who might you be, sir? Oh, well, uh, sorry about that. My, my name is Lucius, Lucius Flag. Perhaps you've heard of me. Wait a minute. Are you Lucius Flag of the Undying Flags? Well, yes. 
Yes, I am. <laughs> so you have heard of me. Yes, I've heard a bit about your family. A hard bunch. You have no idea. <laughs> and then he looks at you, Idris, and he goes, Hello there. And what might your name be? Uh, my name is Idris Lot. Idris Lot. Interesting. All right. Well, it is good to meet all of you. Very nice. Very nice. He takes a good look at all of you in turn. And then his smile goes from kind to this wide, mad grin. Like, imagine if, uh, and I'm sorry for all of you listening who might not quite get this reference. If you don't, you seriously need to watch this show. It's amazing. King Boomy from Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Take that smile. Let us leave. Let us leave. Exactly. <laughs> the mad smile gets wider and wider. You think his face is about to split. And then his eyes flash with a blue light. And you all see nothing but darkness. Oh. <laughs> it's quiet. It's strange. And then there's a weird kind of singing. This seems normal. Yes, he reminds me of my father. <laughs> you actually cannot hear or see each other. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna sit here until uh, something shakes out. Wait, be this magical darkness. Mm. <coughs> Would you say a somewhat familiar voice that sounds a bit younger than you expected speaks up? I am sorry for the interruption, but no one can hear you in this place. We now have what I like to call the luxury of privacy. There's a sudden spotlight in the middle of the room, and a figure steps into it. You all can see this at once, because again, you can't see or hear each other. Looks a lot like the older man you were just speaking to, except he does look a lot younger. The gray in his hair is missing. It's a bit more put together. It's a lot less ragged fro and more even kind of spiky fro. Oh. <clears throat> gray and his hair is missing. He's dressed. He's wearing kind of a casual black-colored yukata and a gold brocade haori. If you don't know what a yukata is, it's kind of a long-style kimono that uh, they wear in Japanese festivals, and the haori is kind of the jacket that they wear over. Oh, okay. It looks very much like a, like, a, like a black elven samurai. He steps forward with a grin. He stands there, his arms folded, staring at you intently. Mr. Baba, the years have fled from you. He turns to you. And again, the rest of you can't hear this. Your name is Jasper Goodsong Jr., is it not? Yes. How do you know I was a junior? Because I have met your father, and you look so very much like him. Oh, you, you know my papa? Yes. Your father and I became acquainted while in the Feywild. Many, many years before you were born, I'm afraid. Oh. 
This would explain your speaking Sylvan. Hmm. Well, well, no, you are allowed. I would speak Sylvan because that is my native tongue. But you are in a remarkable place. Why? With the illustriousness of your parents, the history between the two, the two of them, which I am sure they have passed on their prowess to you, would I be mistaken in this? Um, yes, my, 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 my father says I have his intelligence. My mother says I have her attitude. <laughs> I remember meeting your mother briefly, not long before, or not long after, rather, she met your father. Yes, she had quite a mouth on her. <laughs> that is my mouth. Yes, yes. <laughs> But you are on an odd path for someone of such prestigious lineage. I would expect you in university, perhaps, studying the arcane. Oh, yes. I have, I have left university. I have. I, oh, I could not. You see, it was a, a friend of mine I met there. He grew up so very poor. And long story short, he is not with us anymore. Uh, I just, I felt sick with, with privilege. I, I could not be there. He I stops you there. I know of your pain. I feel it run through and through you. I also can sense the things you do in the night. And I must warn you, my friend. Please, for the sake of your mother and father, oh. be careful. <laughs> yes, yes, I will. Hmm. He steps out, and you see nothing. <sighs> he steps towards you, Ash. And you're sitting there in the darkness, and you look at yourself. And you see your own hands, but they're also the hands of a child. You appear to be stuck in some kind of regression. I am not sure what happened to you as a child, but there is so much pain there. So very much. I do not know if there is anything that I might do to help you, but you should know that I am here should you need it. And as he finishes that statement, before you can speak, his eyes grow wide, and he stops looking at you and looks behind you. And he sees from behind you a figure, long, lithe pair of hands cross over your chest, almost possessively, and a voice that says, he is mine. takes a breath. Well, I had begun to wonder what had happened to you. It has been quite some time since the Summer Wars. I do not intend to poach this child from you, but I do wonder of your intentions, milady. He is mine, and I am his. That is all you need to know. 
says the voice. My dear lady, I simply wish to understand if you have any ill will towards this young man. And if you do, you will need to know that there are forces out there that will not abide by this. I only wish to be his protector and for him to be mine. Nothing more, nothing less. And there's a hand that goes up in front of you and you see nothing else. Mm. He comes to Lucius, who sees him exactly the same way. Mr. Flag, I wonder if the reason that you are on this path is because you are unaware of yourself and unaware of the destiny that lies before you. <laughs> well, I, I, I do, you know, want to, to figure out exactly what it is I'm doing here. I mean, I am touched by God and all. It's, it's, it's just, you know, I just want to know what his plan is for me. <laughs> A car kind of laughs. <laughs> I think that when you figure out what it is that is in store for you, in fact, you will be more surprised than anyone. There is a great danger that has befallen all of you. Protect them as best as you can. They will all need it, Shiro included. He is a good man. And I hate to have anything happen to my friend. Well, I will do what I can. Also, I sense a troubling sensation from your, in, in regard to your family. You must understand that they, while strange, do love and care for you and want nothing but good things for you. Yes, I'm well aware. It's just that I could, not, I could no longer abide their, their decadency. We had so much and so many had so little. I just wanted to do something more. I can respect that. He backs away. Ozma. He then appears before you. <laughs> you are an interesting one. You know, I almost did not recognize who you were. You look so very much like your father. My father? What do you know about my father? I know that he is a good man. I know that I was very surprised the last time I saw him with your mother. Yes, I know who you are. Uh, it surprised me that he would, being a man of compassion and justice, be associated with someone of your mother's profession. What, what can you tell me about him? He can't be that good. I never met the guy. I can tell you that he was called away before you were born. For reasons that I cannot get into. But, 
I can also tell you that he is still alive. Where can I find him? What is he doing now? Why hasn't he gotten in contact with me? I lost track of him in Zendrik. Perhaps if you are able to make your way there at some point, you can learn more. He also takes a look at you, a long, hard look at you. You are one who I would not have expected to join with the circle. From what I can see of your very surface thoughts, neither did you. I would say I uh, kind of fell into it. I'm not necessarily here because I uh, sought it out. No, you are not. <laughs> and fell into it, I think, is a bit of an exaggeration, don't you? I, uh, it was really more like a, a, a trip over a really well-placed rune. I didn't, uh, really notice, and I got caught. In yes, a, yes. You, I feel like you know this already. Yes, well, <laughs> I know it because you seem to be thinking it out loud. Quite a bit. So, I will say this to you. As one who has not, I have not been a member of the circle, but I have run with them on many an adventure. You could find worse people to associate yourself with. They are all good people. Well, most of them. And you find yourself in good company. I only ask that you do not betray the trust that my friend has placed in you and in your abilities. Wow, he, no knows it, he knows a good one when he <laughs> sees it. I hope you do too. I don't know what he sees in me. I don't know. Maybe he's just saying that because he needs another foot soldier for his little group. I'm just here because I have to be. I really appreciate what he did for me. I really do. I don't want to be in that prison. But I don't... I don't need all this pressure, man. <laughs> I am not certain that he has told you. But he once knew someone who was just like him. They were close. Very close. And he betrayed him. He betrayed everyone at this circle. This is the one responsible for taking my friend's arm. I believe he sees you not as a soldier for his foot, uh, the foot soldier for his army. The circle are not an army. They are simply a group of people who want to do good and not have to answer to anyone because of the good they do. He sees you as a second chance, both for himself and for you. I hope you can appreciate that. He moves away. Tristiana, it comes to you. So, at last we meet. 
You are the little urchin I have been hearing about up and down my neighborhood. Excuse me? <laughs> no, no. It is a good thing. Yeah, urchin's a good thing. All right. Perhaps my wording was a bit misplaced. <laughs> but Rude. what I have heard about you has made me smile on more occasions than I could remember in the last few weeks. What have you heard? I've heard that you have been very good to the little children in my neighborhood. And given the neighborhood that this is, in the area, in the level of Sean that we all live in here, that is a charity that is rarely afforded for anyone. It's not a big deal. I just like to take care of kids. I know. I also know that you and Shiro are not quite seeing eye to eye. Just don't let people get that close. I know. He has a problem with that too these days. He has been through a lot. He lost his best friend. Well, two of his best friends in a matter of months. He lost his wife to a man he considered his best friend. And then, when he thought things could get no worse, his wife decided to abandon their, their daughter. He has been about as brave as one can be, I think in that circumstance. So when it happened that his daughter developed the gift, there was pride in his face. I remember so well being there for him. But there was also fear. What he did not tell you was that when her gift manifested, it manifested in a way that was stranger than most. You see, when we found her, when her gift manifested, she was floating towards her ceiling. Her eyes were glowing. There was strange writing glowing on the walls and on the ceilings and all over her skin. She was locked in a trance for two months. The best clerics could not pull her out of it. It took my son to come down here from Andaya to finally waken her. It was he who figured out exactly what she was and what she needed. And it pained dear Shiro to let her go. But he knew as my son knows, that talent unchecked is very dangerous. And he takes a moment and he walks around you. Talent and power unchecked are very vicious things. I know that you know this better than most, and I am so sorry for your pain. You don't even know me. I know what you allow me to know, which 
is more than I need to. And he puts his hand in the middle of your back. And you feel the tendrils rise, almost tentacle-like. He removes his hand, and he stares at them for a moment as they all settle. I can tell you this about the gift you are given, though you may not choose to think of it as such. A mark such as this will only grow in power the more you use it. But you must learn control or else a mark like this will destroy you and everything around you. There are things in motion now. People who have been contacted whom I am aware who can help you I can tell you this much. They may not seem the most savory of people, but they know what they are doing. I only ask, if you cannot trust, trust in Shiro, trust in me, Trist, Lady Tristiana, or Clover. I know you. I know of your lineage. And I unfortunately know that asshole of a father So, am I going to have to leave? No. That is why you are here, my dear. You are here because you are needed, because you are worthy. Never forget that, no matter how hurtful your past was. There is a lot pride and a lot of potential that Shiro sees in you. You may not have gotten off on the best foot initially, but he and Sila do care a great deal for you and will do everything in their power to ensure that you are taken care of in the best ways. He bows his head he backs away and disappears from your view. Idris. I He walks over to you. There. That is more like it, I think. You look down at yourself and you see yourself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, Idris starts crying. <laughs> My friend, my dear old pupil, what has happened? Why do you embark on such a road, needlessly? Um, I'm sorry. There is nothing for you to be sorry for. I'm so lost. We are all lost. But the great thing about that is, we have something to look forward to, and that is finding out who and what we are meant to be. The court of undying, while initially your calling, was not your destiny. You will find your destiny. I am more than sure. 
and he places a hand over your chest, right around where your heart should be. And you feel this warmth, and you see this kind of arcane energy flow from him into you. I know why you have given up the blade. Word has reached me from our old lands as to what happened. And I know that you are not at fault. I know you as few others know you. You may not need of this or want of this yet. But when you do, it is there. Right there. Post it at you in the chest. Right there. And when you are done with this facade, please let me know. <laughs> because this is ridiculous. Oh, I forget to mention. You do know that she knows that you are not dead. What? She has left the old lands looking for you. Tell her there's nothing to find. Tell her yourself you see her. And I'm certain, I'm certain that you will. You may not have much opportunity to tell her. Well, I would say this. Tell her once the breath has returned to you. Because she will surely punch it out of you. <laughs> takes you by the shoulders, my dear pupil. Go well. Go in peace. Or if not in peace, go where you can find your peace. I believe it is with this, this group that you will find what you are looking for. You will find who you are. You will remember. I still remember when you came to me as a boy, you prostrated before me on hands and knees and begged for me to train you. Do you remember that? Many centuries ago. Yeah. Do you remember what I told you then? I told you that a journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step. And every time you got up for the next hour, I knocked you back down until you were able to keep yourself from being knocked down again. And that was the beginning of your training with me. I say this now again to you. The beginning of your journey starts now with this step. It will be hard. It will be painful. but it will also be beneficial. You will find the hope you seek, and you will avenge those who need avenging. Find out the truth. Find out why they framed you. Do not give in to despair. That is not the student I trained. The student I trained would go forward Hot on fire and burn down those who would do him or his loved ones harm. I know that he is still in there somewhere. 
and I need for you to find him because you are going to need him sooner than you think. Thank you. He takes you in his arms into as warm as an embrace as he can. I am always here for you, should you need me. Never forget that. And now that you know where I live, and now that I know where you are, it is kind of unavoidable. If I don't hear from you within the next week or so, I am going to come looking for you. <laughs> and then I am going to kick your ass. I, I know you will. <laughs> and then he says to you in Sylvan, be well, be strong. Fear not the dead. Fear the living, fear the ignorant and fear the unjust, and be the justice that needs to be wielded in such a world. And then he backs away, and all is dark again. Then you're back in Baba Akar's house, all of you, looking at a wide-eyed older man in shorts, <laughs> carrying a plate of scones in one hand and a pot of coffee in the other. He smiles widely. Who wants scones? <laughs> Anyone? I, do. I, do. I would like a scone. Okay. Scones, I will put the scones here on the table. Would anyone like a coffee? And some yeah. butter. Yes, there's butter and jam on the thing as well, yes. Yes, coffee. Coffee. I think I need a coffee. Yes, yes. <laughs> he goes and pours everyone coffee and... Uh, I can't, shit, oh, I cannot remember. Do you take tea or coffee? Take, I take tea, sir. Hold on a moment, I will go and get you tea. He's kind of rustling, walking into the kitchen. And you notice now that you're out of that, you, know, you, walk, you look around the house, and it's kind of a humble home. It looks like someplace a 90-year-old grandmother might live. <laughs> I mean, there's like, Patterned wallpaper, doilies. <laughs> With the exception of the old couch, everything looks as if one of the golden girls might live here. <laughs> he comes back from the kitchen, and now he's wearing kind of a, the, the frilly maid skirt. <laughs> I have not had a chance to wear, and he's not, he's still wearing just the shorts and he's topless and everything. But you see, you know, he's still. Mm. <laughs> Oh, this is wonderful. I have not had I have not had guests in my home in so long. It has been about two weeks. <laughs> this is wonderful. Oh my goodness. And they were not so they were not so polite. So thank you for that. Oh, this is so nice. He pours Shiro tea, hands it over to him. Ah oh, How is Corinth these days? It has been some time since I have seen him, though I frequent his husband's shop quite often. Cheryl laughs, nods at that. You always did have a bit of a sweet tooth, Baba. He's well, as rough and as kind as always. Akara just nods. I see, I see. I have heard recently from my friend in the Order of the Shining Hand that the detective will be returning to the circle soon. I am sure that Corinth would have heard this as well. Cheryl raises an eyebrow. I haven't heard about this yet. But 
I'm sure you will have plans for that when the time comes. A car nod. <laughs> no doubt about that. That would be very interesting. That much is certain. He looks at all of you. Now, as to the reason as to why you all came here today. Sure nods. Yes, um, I'm sure that you are already aware of the murder that took place last night, you being who you are. A car, and his face goes from this wide, kind of cheery, mad look to this very, like, sad, almost horrifying frown. So it was your group involved in the skirmish I heard about today. Nasty bit of business, I am sure. But as I remember, Anything involving the hands of dust tends to be. Shiro groans and leans against the wall, a cup of tea still in his hand. I was under the impression that they had all been eradicated. Do you know how it is that they were able to reemerge the way they have? Akar looks at Shiro a moment, scratches his chin, takes a cup of coffee for himself. Well, we never found the location of the Lords of Dust themselves. It is quite possible that they took their time in recruiting more members. You remember how they work, I'm sure. He looks at Shiro's arm. Shiro nods, not looking at anyone. Grim look now on his face. Clenches the metal fist. Yeah. Yeah, I remember well. Akara then slaps her on the arm. They could also very, very well be copycats. Who knows? <laughs> Have you faced any of the hand yourself yet? Shiro shakes his head. No, Mama. Just the creatures. Akara nods again. Well, should you? You might. You'll want to remember the mark you they wear. Do you remember? Shiro turns his head slowly to look at a car. There is not quite anger in his face, but very much edging upon it. The burning tower, a hand in front of it. I couldn't forget that if I wanted to. This time, when a car clasps him on the shoulder, there's a bit of tenderness there. Sorrow in his face. I know, I know. But, as long as the Book of Shadows is kept hidden, there shouldn't be much to worry about. Shiro groans louder. Ah. Well. <laughs> at this point, Lucius kind of, well, see about that. <laughs> it's a very funny story. Um, it looks like the woman that was murdered might have had the Book of Shadows on her, and as it was not on the premises when we arrived, it very well may be in the possession of those people. Yes. <laughs> Akara looks at all of you. What? If the Book of Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Starts to rub his temples. Okay. It would then appear that my son would be the best equipped to help you. 
Now, while Emerus is still under the employ of the king of Andair, I do know that his work both takes him as well as his young protege here and there quite a bit. I can send word that you are seeking his counsel. But your best bet would simply be to go to Andair and see him yourselves. Pat Shiro on the shoulder, almost knocking him over. Oh, I'm sorry, I forget my story sometimes. But I also know that there is a young girl there who is eager to see the father she misses. Shiro regains his balance. Ah. <coughs> yes. <sighs> he smiles. I miss her too. She stands a bit taller. Well, that's just another thing I have to discuss with the chief today. Then. A car downs the rest of his coffee. And oh my, that was a good one. Oh, pardon me. Well, my young friend, you had best get to that. If the hands of dust are back, and if they have the book, it is only a matter of time before they kill again. You, all of you, must do everything within your powers to prevent that. He walks over to Shiro. Pulls him into another embrace. My boy, it is always a joy to see you. And it was also nice to talk to your new team. I like them. I think you should keep them around. Shiro <laughs> smiles, pats a car on the back. That's my intent, Baba. Looks at you all. Well, you heard the man, you better move back. As Shiro opens the door, and you all walk out. Tristiana, he stops you. Or Baba Akar stops you. Tristiana, my dear, I want you to know that you have another friend here. I'm talking about myself, of course. Should you need anything, my door, my home, is always open to you. Thank you. You are a most welcome. It was very nice meeting all of you. I will be seeing more of you, I think. Yes? <laughs> yes. 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 You'll be seeing us yes. well, well. Excellent. Excellent. You walk out, and he grabs Shiro by the arm before he can walk out of the door. My boy, if you do make it to Undair, as I'm undoubtedly sure that you do, I need you to pass on a message for myself. Oh, oh, oh okay. I need you to tell him and that wife of his that I am still waiting on a grandchild. <laughs> and if I do not have one, somewhere between now and the next millennium, I am going to hurt some people. <laughs> Meaning him. His wife is such a pleasure. <laughs> okay, off you go now. Off you go. You all walk out of the door. Down the store staircase you head across the street and through kind of a weird, well, more of a stone meets wood street. You can tell it's very, very roughly hobbled together. It's the lower, it's the lower, uh, the lower section of Sharn. Everything is that's not shanty is hodgepodge. <laughs> What's all of your uh, passive perceptions. 
And Tristiana, you both. Oh, there it is. Ten. Oh, you, you sense nothing. I. <laughs> oh my goodness. Too busy posturing. <laughs> yeah. The two of you, Ash and Tristiana, this weird feeling. just outside of your senses, but it's odd, and it's foreboding. You turn, and your eyes meet, almost understanding. And then, you hear a whiz and a just in front of Shiro's car, an arrow bolt. Roll for initiative! We're <laughs> <laughs> going to move these things out of the way. Oops, sorry. in the room, he's pulling out a giant game board. Your hair is pretty badass. 
and he immediately casts. Oh wow! I didn't even notice that. It takes a minute. That's ten rounds. Can't do that. All right. Looks like I'm staying in the back. Gadget hookshot. Okay. Who are you casting it on? Uh, no. I oh, it's it's not a, it's not a targeted um spell. I take two of my gadget parts. Okay. And I make a hookshot like links. Okay. How long does that take? Uh, one action. One action. Okay. And that's pretty much it. Okay. I'll stay back here. Yes, you roll for a time. That's a 20, right? Yeah. Still learning. <laughs> Aren't we all? Nine. Nine total? Do I add my dexterity to that because it's a range or? You I... should have a ranged attack. Ow. But. Let's take a gander. Efficiency and your modifier plus eight, I think. So that would be twelve. But I don't know if it's made up. I haven't seen one of these before. Let's see. Yeah, I'm actually. Ozma killing the momentum. I'm good. Ah, oh, you're fine. It's good learning for all of them. Yeah, where are they? Oh, they're down here, but they don't, yeah, they don't have the attacks with them. They weren't printed with it. You wrote them, or we wrote them. Yeah. So, so yeah, I don't have to probably get looked up. I don't remember off the top of my head. But that sounds 
Let me see. No, no, I, I, know, see. I know what my values are. Let me see if I can guess. Okay, so to hit, I... No, never mind. Never mind. Okay, so add your proficiency in your modifier. That's it. No, plus eight. That's old school. Or plus ten it used to be. Your proficiency should be, since you're level three, should be two. And your mod is the number right by your decks, or underneath your decks. That's two. Okay. So you got four. Plus nine is 13. Which is about guys AC. Let's see. What was that again? 13. That just hits. Yeah. Ow! Holy good damage. Fourteen. Fourteen damage? Yeah. Alright. Give it to me to lose my pen now. That's why you keep spares, boys and girls. Fourteen damage, you said? Yes. cast a spell? Um, you cast a cantrip as a bonus action. Alright. I'll go ahead and cast Firebolt. you got Firebolt as a, as a cantrip. That's I do. Alright. Right. Let me get that out real quick. That is instantaneous. Uh, okay, do a ranged spell attack. Crossbow, he takes a crossbow to the shoulder. Ah! Ah! And, then, and he. Oh! Yeah, you pretty much push one out from your hand and this blazing bolt of heat just <laughs> smacks you dead in the chest. No! Oh! <sighs> and I'm guessing that ended. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think that'll do it. Chris, you are up. Okay. I'm going to. 
I'm going to throw Scorching Ray, which I hurl three rays of fire at one or more targets, up to three. Yes, that is correct. So I'm going to aim at the first three in the row. That one, that one, and that one. That one's going to be dead. I hope so. I hope so, so This too. guy, this guy, and this guy here? Yep. Okay. The drop one, the most drop one is over here. What would I roll on? Yes. Uh, effect. You would roll a spell attack. Range spell attack on that one. So I get a spell attack bonus plus four. Yay. So that is 17. For which one? Uh, oh, I do them each individually? Yeah. First one closest to me. Guy with the long brown. Okay, so the one that, uh, that Osmond just hit. Yeah, yeah, that one. Sweet. Yes, that one phallus. definitely is. <laughs> yes. I did indeed say phallus. <laughs> that one hits. You enunciated it quite well for the five people listening at home. Phallus. <laughs> <laughs> He's holding a phallus. <laughs> it might be his own. Yeah. Unclear. <laughs> so he's dead. This is a yes. family show. Well, no, he's not dead. Oh. Uh, 2d6 fire damage on him, so roll his damage. Okay. Four. Okay. You said two. No, it's just, it's two dice, correct? Like yes, two dice. Yeah. Like so a three and a one is a four. Yes. Okay. Crazy. So, roll spell attack on the next guy. Okay. Ten. Ten to hit? Yep. Just hits. Nice. Roll damage. Ten. So that guy, so you, you do your scorching ray, it hits the first guy. Ah! He burns, he's shaking and patting himself all over. You fling the ray at the, set, the second guy. <laughs> and there's nothing but ash. Darth Vader is dead. Vader is dead. Vader's dead. That bitch dead. That bitch mm-hmm. dead. Okay. So that can go away. <laughs> uh, the third one now? Yes. Okay. One, two, three, eight. Eight. Eight to hit? Eight to hit. Misses. Misses. So the third one just whizzes by him. Oh! 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 He just looks at you, just like. Mm. <laughs> okay. Then do I get to do a cantrip as well? Singing. Can I do a cantrip as well? Yep, that will count as your bonus action. Okay, bonus action. Infestation, swarm of poison parasites. Okay, that's a thing. Would that matter? Frick what those kind, guys. What kind of action the cantrip is? Because I don't think I have any cantrips that are bonus. Um. As far as uh, spell attacks go, uh, if you if you did if you decided to do a cantrip on if you don't have any cantrips, then that's not something you need to worry about. Well, I have cantrips. Oh, you I just don't have any that are that can be cast in a bonus action. All mine are like either a one minute or an action. Okay, then so how do you for, for the sake action? for the sake of what we're doing. The spells in the for the sake of what we're doing, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and say that all cantrips can be cast as bonus actions. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
So what I do is So you said infestation, right? Yep. On which one? Um, it just says <laughs> swarm of poison parasites. Holy crap! Okay. Looking up the different spots But that means those are very so it looks I like it is one target. Ooh. One target? Yeah. Bonus okay. Action. I'm going to go for the dude I missed since he's hella mad at me. Alright. Yep. And I roll spell attack again, I'm assuming? Okay. Yes. And a reaction would be if I got hit, it'd be like counter? Yeah. Okay. 22. That definitely yeah. the, the swarm of it's weird parasites, you reach out your hand, and from this kind of weird shadow nexus that kind of appears in front of your hand, this line of insects just freaking just, just begin to bite and swarm all over him. He's actually moved backwards two squares. Thank you, Ayame. And he takes... is not so fond of you right now. No. You Kendra. <laughs> so he's going to go ahead and use his bow. So that's a 19 versus your AC. That's against you, Tris. Yes. Oh. 19 against my AC. Yes. Oh, I'm going for my AC. 11. Yep, that hits. So you take 1d8. He's squishy. Yeah. Squish. We're all squished. Yeah. Oh, everybody been there. Speak for yourself. Nine piercing damage. Uh, I mean, I'm terrible. He carefully aims. And just have a shield. <laughs> get that shield going. Yeah. The crossbow bolt just flies forward. And I just barely misses Shiro. No, that's not Shiro. I'm sorry. Barely misses Jazz. And plucks Yushasiana right in the shoulder. Okay. And let's see if he can save out of his poison damage. He does not. He takes more poison damage. I need to heal, yo. You? Wait, oh. I'm gonna die tonight. <laughs> he takes poison damage and dies. Right. <laughs> because I think you're the only person. If I go, you're going with me, <laughs> sir. I mean, I might be able to do it later on, but. Like that. Okay. His buddy there is not too pleased about that. This one? I think Luke. Oh, this one. No, the other one. So he's gonna move so. up two spaces. Two, 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 and Ozma, he's going for you. We, we should oh, crap. 
Still. I'll say, but still, yeah. Who knows? For squishing, we have no hit points. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be 22 versus your AC. Oh, God, yeah, that's a hit. Okay, then. You take... 22. Seven points of piercing damage. He takes a couple steps, a few steps forward. Ow! <laughs> It seems like a bad strategy, but he's the fighter. It's what we gotta do. Like, or he maybe, needs to be our meat shield. We all yeah. just need yeah. to stand behind you. Besides, he takes a, like a million years old. He takes a couple of steps. You gotta, you gotta get improved initiative so you can go earlier. And Idris, <laughs> he's gonna fire a magic <laughs> missile in your face. That could save. That could have saved it. At least one guy got. Just incinerated. Yeah. Ooh, it does make me wonder where he stood in the path, though. Who is You take four force damage. Or probably mm-hmm. the guy hmm. Oh, yeah, what are. Um, Actually, I'm sorry, because it's a magic missile, it does three. <laughs> so that's. Then does five more force damage, and then two. Mm. So seven, so yeah. On top of the two, yeah. So nine, yeah. <laughs> nine damage. Okay. Did you uh, did you did you say what these guys are? Yes, that the guy that just shot the. Mm-hmm. So this guy was wearing mage robes. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Pulls a wand out, flings. Three magic missiles fling at you, smacking you in the chest all three times. <laughs> so he casts magic, that means he's sentient. So there's no like. Or undead. The second mage. He's gonna move forward. He's really ugly. And Ash, he's gonna shoot magic missile at you as well. Which is instantaneous. And does. Mage with all of the crazy. Yeah, the crazy like blood running down his, uh, running down his robes, and fires one, two, three. 
Elfrey smack you in the chest. Can I do a hellish rebuke? Yes, you can. Is that a, a reaction? Yeah. Yes. What does hellish rebuke do? Uh, Uh, let's see. You point your finger and the creature that has damaged you is momentarily surrounded by hellish flames. Oh, nice. The creature must make a dexterity saving throw. It takes 2d10 fire damage on a failed save or half as much on a su- successful one. Okay. So, dex saving throw. It fails. So it said 2d10 fire damage? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, that would have worked. Oh yeah, that would have worked. <laughs> yep. Dang. Um, I'm not sure if this is... Um, 14. 14? That's how it. That's how it sounds. Yeah. I like it. Blood. Blood mages usually. Blood mages like red mages or. Well, red mages usually a combination of white and black. But blood mages usually sacrifice their own HP, like a dark paladin. Yeah. 
could probably expect him to be pretty bad because they also deal a lot of damage. They're, they're kill you first kind of mages. Maybe. I haven't uh, played this one before. Awesome. So, yeah, he's cast the blood armor on himself. And then he is going to. Everyone's turn there, so let's see. Shiro! Yes. Stop time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, stop. Yeah. It's an age. action and goes and disappears reappearing right there Everybody in these oh, okay. squares, if it's a cone. Magical attacks usually work as cone, line, or burst, or right. emanation. Sort of thing. Uh, this is what it pays to have my dice where I can see them. <laughs> Alright. 
88. 10, 38, now me. 15 fire damage to both of them. Yes. Roast. So that is... Roast. Be gone. She is dead. And so is he. Ah, nice. So as you, as you see Shiro, it looks like he's about to just yell, but the fire just gouts from his mouth. Down that line, and those two just burst into flame and burn to ash. <coughs> then... And then he... Comes <laughs> moving in. As, you know... He releases the, the, the spell. He draws his sword at last. And you mm-hmm. see, as he draws the sword, this adamantine Kopesh blade. Mm-hmm. And he gets into kind of like a Tai Chi warrior stance. <laughs> like an Obi-Wan stance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that ends his turn. And then... You're up. Uh, I'm gonna move right up next to uh, the guy with the green feet. The third. Yep. Right next to him, kiddo. Well, so. Uh, sorry, not next to him, but diagonal from him. Okay, yeah, right that's here. five. Yep, right there. And I'm gonna slam my staff into the ground and cast Earth Trimmer. Okay. Nature magic. There it is. So everyone within 10 feet of me, uh, let's see, has to uh, make a dexterity saving throw. And if they fail, they take 1d6 bludgeoning damage and are knocked prone. Okay. Dexterity saving throw. See, first the blood mage. What's the uh, the DC on that? Uh, DC is fourteen. Well, that's a fail for the blood mage, and for the other mage. Well, that's definitely a fail. Isn't it like one how much damage is he done with this? They eat concrete. Roll separate for both of them? Yeah. Well, that's a one. <laughs> Which one was that? I uh, guy on the left, the green. This guy? Okay, so the blood, the blood mage takes one damage. And six for the other. Ouch. Six, you say? Yeah. He's dead. Yay. Yes, and blood, no, this and blood mage is knocked down. And the blood mage is blood like lying just laying down. Laying down. Excellent. Oh, no. Ouchie. Ouchie mm-hmm. indeed. Oh my lord. 
Are we on stone? Or? You are on a combination of stone and wood. So okay. the wood bursts open when you do that. Okay. And the wood, splinters from the wood, all kind of stab into that mage as he falls down and he just, he's down. No, not that not guy. Not him. The blood mage falls over as the splinters and rocks kind of bludgeon him. Not enough to do serious damage, but enough to hurt. Alright, is that the end of your turn? Uh, yeah. Alrighty. Idris. Yes. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Idris is gonna run up to this guy. Okay. Yeah. A little bit closer. You gotta count. You have six. Yep. And then he uh, does shocking grasp. Touch. Oh. That's. It was six from here. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Okay. So it's within touch. Yeah. Even if you didn't move, you still would have been in the other room. You still uh, would have been able to get him. All right. Melee spell attack. What is Melee that? Spell. I need grass. Okay. Oh, is he wearing any oh, sort of not. metal armor? He is not. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was hoping. That would have been shot. Yeah. That would have been dope. That's what you get. Come oh. protect him. But he's by. Uh, <laughs> so... Eight. <laughs> Eight versus Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, he, he does. That does nothing for me. I rolled a three. Is that like three people now? Alright. So. I look old and tough, and I end my turn. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a good one. Uh, okay. Lucius. Alright. Lucius. Come in with the heels. Lucy! <laughs> Lucius, at seeing all this blood magic and shit, is like, nah! Mm-mm. <laughs> yeah, Lucius is kind of a scaredy cat. Like it was used 
in our first fight. Yeah, I vaguely remember this as well. So you can restore 1d6 hit points. Six. Five. There you go. That's good. I'm probably using this wrong, but I don't care. <laughs> it's what Lucius would want. shot at it and I shoot myself up there. It's has to be within 20 or uh, 60 feet. Okay. And it's 12 squares. It should be good. So and like Arkham Asylum, I'm up on there. <laughs> Alright. And I want to cast homing missile. Okay. Who are you hitting? I will hit the guy in the back. Going to be 
15, 18. That hits. Okay, do. Seven and the six for the advantage. Uh, Eleven damage on him. Okay. So that javelin is what that is. The javelin sears out at him. He tries to dodge, but he's very just too slow for it, and it hits him right in the shoulder, right near where his heart should be. Which one? Short. Mm, yeah. And he, ah, oh, pulls it up slowly. Mm. <laughs> points at you. <sighs> oh! <laughs> that, is that in your turn? Yeah. All right. Ozma. All right. And word for like veteran words. Uh -huh. He's on the ground, so if you hit him, that's advantage. You got advantage. I, I was I was yeah. going to ask if I get an advantage because he's late. Oh yes. Cool. Yes. And I think there, you might you might uh what is do they have coup de gras or whatever in this? Uh no, not really. Changing world. <laughs> Passing you by, old man. Yeah. I remember back in my <laughs> day, <laughs> someone was on the ground, you did them damage, you could do them extra damage and possibly kill them. <laughs> those were the times. Those, those, were, hit. those were good days, I say. The best of days. Mm. I read it one time. It was called the Coup de Grace. Coup de Grace. I think you mean Coup de Gras, Leroy. Uh, coup de Gras? It's spelled great. It's, it's French. Coup de Gras? I know that. <laughs> Just freaking Idris's friends. <laughs> so what do you got, Osmo? I'm gonna attack our prone blood mage down there. Okay. Are you with what? Are you gonna move up to him or? Why is he on the ground? Shoot him. In his I'm gonna. I'm gonna shoot him. Watch. All right. I'm too. I got seven health. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We have a crossbow. Yeah. Two. Oh, a hand crossbow? A hand crossbow, yeah. Nice. yeah. Can you dual wield hand crossbows? Two shots? Does it count as two weapon fighting? I don't, I don't know. know. I have to look that up. I don't know. You might need a feat for that. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I can see it needing a feat. I think that's why I didn't add it, because I wanted to dual wield, but mm -hmm. I can't quite yet. Oh, and then also, this is Sharn and Everon, so you may come across gun type things too. There's, 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 no, there's no mic there, you go. Know. <laughs> there, there are guns in this one. Yay. All right. Roll, roll, roll. 17. Woo! Even with the blood armor, and well, is that, that's with advantage, so yeah, you, you hit him. Cool. So yeah, do your damage. Do, do your damage. He's dead? No, not yet. Oh, I don't know what the move is. Trying to ride his toes. Right, big toe. Mm, you're actually just getting that crossbow coral. Like fifteen. Size your fifteen damage. Yes. That is nice. I'm I'm getting lucky right now. <laughs> you shoot off his big toe. Just <laughs> yes. He, stopped, he goes Delaware. You shot off my big toe, you mother. <laughs> 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 
That was a Harlem Nights yeah, reference for those of you young children who haven't seen that movie. You are missing out. I need to rewatch it. Oh, man. What? Uh, is that the end of your turn? Do you move? Do you... Ooh. You could get further back. God, I really want to go up there and, like, sneak attack him. But... If you get closer to Laramie, he'll probably tie up whoever is near you. Yeah, but if I get to... Oh, mine can go this way, too. Oh, oh yeah, he's still alive. Never yeah, mind. One, two, I just want to avoid these guys. Okay. And yeah, if you get close to me, I can heal you. Next, next turn, next round. Yeah, that would be my max movement, and then I'd be hanging in the breeze. Mm -hmm. But I would be next to you. Whatever. And also, I don't know if the rules work the same, but I think if, you, if you're adjacent, you provoke a type of opportunity. Must have to know. I don't recall that being in the. I'm, I'm, I have not read all of this, I've this of opportunity rules, but I like that rule, so we're going with it. <laughs> so, yeah. Let's, let's do it. I'm going to move up here. And then... For those um, of you who, I, I, who are listening, I may not have said this before, but we're playing a little higgly-piggly with the rules, because <laughs> it's more fun that way. Yeah, way better. We're, we're playing, but we, we're, we're, we're weaving a narrative here. That's right. Rules are a guideline. Yes, a guideline. Not an absolute. It's, Only Sith deal in so absolutes. If, so, if somebody, <laughs> so if somebody's prone, you can do And me. That, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, let me look. That one I definitely need to look at. Hang on. Okay. Because he's in front of me, but he's also on the ground. Sneak attack. I think sneak attacks happen whenever you have advantage. In 3.5, it was a little more complicated, like you would need to be flanking. Yeah. yeah. I was wondering if it's a flanking or... or... They would have to be flat-footed. Okay. Flat-footed is whenever you can't move on your own volition. I don't know if being prone counts as being flat-footed. Either one will, will do it. But... I'm, I'm hanging, I'm hanging next to my bro, Ash, over here, so... But you have, but you would have, you have advantage twice if yeah. you did. You have advantage from being prone and you have advantage from being side to side. Because uh, you just have to be like flanking, like yeah. friend, bad guy, you. But now you, you don't even need advantage on the attack roll if another enemy is up, up, the target is within five feet of it. That enemy isn't incapacitated and you don't have this advantage on the attack roll. So yeah, I would rule that as you being able to do sneak attack. Cool. Excellent. Yes. Hmm. Is there a. Uh, no. There's not. I was going to say, is there spell sneak attacks? But no. That would be dope. That I would mean, be dope. That maybe, would be pretty dope. Maybe yeah. if the spell specifically says can be used like a sneak attack, like Shadow Dart or something. Something but like I, that, yeah. yeah. But I imagine a big magical display. I that. feel like that's probably going to be higher spell levels than any of us yeah, are at right now. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Alright, so it's 1d, 1d6. Yeah, you add a d6 damage to that. Uh -oh. I can't count. <laughs> I really can't. It's a square! Oh yeah, duh, it's a dice. <laughs> the normal Ladies one. Ladies and gentlemen, I've been up since 4am. It's okay! I'm sorry. I'm tired. The, the, the blood mage on the ground is like, nobody's assaulting you for that! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, buddy! I stab you. Life is hard. So that plus. Oh, this is painless. <laughs> that would be that would be my uh, strength modifier on that, right? Uh, I believe so. Okay. That's just that just a five. It's five damage. Mm -hmm. uh, where did that come from? 
<laughs> he can't see anything, he's just staring straight up. Ah! This stupid helmet! I, I, I'm picturing him like cockroaching. <laughs> Alright. Is that a good turn, Osmond? Um. I could, I could do a camp trick, couldn't I? Yes, you could. Let's, let's go ahead and try Hello. to kick this, kick this guy's butt. Camp trick. I'm a, I'm gonna do some shocking grasp since we're up close and personal. Oh hell, spells, yeah. You cast that with advantage. Da, 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 I was waiting for the drums again. Yeah. <laughs> Those are some dope drums. They're, they're pretty dope drums. <laughs> Reminds me of that uh, that fight scene in the Matrix Reloaded, where it's him versus uh, not Ghost, um, the the Oracle's bodyguard. That wasn't Ghost. Was. The, the the Asian dude with the sunglasses. No, the Asian dude with the sunglasses is Ghost from the, that. That's Jada Pinkett's uh, character, or not Jada Pinkett's character. No. Her her sidekick or her her partner. Yeah. Um, oh. Seraph. Oh yeah. The bodyguard. yeah. In a while. When Neil fights Seraph in the tea room. Yeah. Dang the Oh, wait, that's the wrong one. Maybe we should roll right die. Dang the Alright, big money, big money. No whammy, no whammy, stop! So, intelligence modifier plus proficiency, right? For your spell hit? Yes. No, just proficiency. Oh, no, you're right, you're right. Okay, okay. Plus your roll, obviously. 16. Yeah. Give him a roast. Roast that ass. Yeah. <laughs> 1d8 lightning damage. Dope. Is he dead? Hmm? Is he dead? Not quite yet. Die. Mm, he's hardy. Yeah, he's a blood mage. He's a blood mage. Yeah, this, this guy sucks. He's the dunk. Yeah, you don't, you don't sacrifice your own HP without having constitution. I don't even know what the blood mage is. Blood Mage Kiddo is someone that uses their own blood or the blood of people around them to fuel their magic. <laughs> it's the gross. Like Katara. So, <laughs> she can blood bend. Yeah, and it was strong. Yeah. It's not covering her. Six. Six damage? <laughs> Six damage. Uh, she good. Hey, Hi! Anyway, Except for my first for our first fight where I was like rolling like twos. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Let's let me see, check and see where this guy is real quick. He's taking a nap. He's gonna give Ozma an unwarranted yeah, sense of self-importance. <laughs> Bigger than she already has. <laughs> oh, I should have asked. Uh, Asked him to do a uh, sneak attack in the Carrera voice when I sneak attack. Dang <laughs> <laughs> it. There it is. Yeah, he is bleeding profusely. Oof. Oh my gosh. Okay, there comes his magic. <laughs> All right, Triss. You are now kill this jerk. I am going to do another round of Scorching Ray because there's three left. Yay. Yay. Zip, zip. All right. So the first one I'm going to attack is the dude laying on the ground. Do it. Advantage. Kill him. Yeah, that's the advantage on that one. Yeah. Kill him. That Gosh. is 10. With all your advantage and stuff? Did you take your advantage? 
Roll again or take the higher one. Oh, I have an advantage. My bad. Oh, that got big. 22. Okay, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So smack the crap out of him. I've been adding two for advantage in my head when you get to, that's not an advantage either. Yeah, yeah. Roll twice and you take the bigger, take yeah. The higher thing. yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, roll damage. This could be better. It could be plus two that's or plus That's the six, right? Two plus six. Oh, look yeah. what happened to her. So, yeah. It was like plus 12. Yeah. Yep. Six. Six total? Six total. All right. All right, who else are you? Scorching rayon. I'm gonna go for the next guy that looks like Deadpool. That guy. Yeah. Yep, that guy. Okay, that is Mr. Necromancer. Go ahead and roll no advantage in. on this one. No advantage on that one. Seventeen plus four, twenty-one. That's a hit. Yeah, it is. Deadpool. Roll no damage. Eight. Eight total. Eight total. Zip zap. He ain't looking so good either. Zip zap. Okay. And then the last one is bald ninja. Gotcha. All right. Ninja. And four is eleven. Said eleven. Yep. Versus his AC. You just missing. Damn it. Damn it, bald ninja. Bald freaking ninja. All right. All right. That was that was nice. That was nice, Justin. Do you do anything else? Um, I mean, I could do the parasites again. Sick, Sick the parasites. Let's do it. Parasites. I'm too far away to do anything else. Well, I have one thing. I have to be really close, and I've got a bunch of lights. Shit, like shoot lights at things, but that's not gonna work. What's the name of that Prismatic spray. Uh, dancing lights. Oh. Doesn't do much. I think it just lights the room. Yeah, not in this instance. It worked against darkness spiders. What's the name of that, uh, that parasite spell again? Infestation. Infestation. That's right. So you take your your bolt, you burn the crap out of the first two guys, and the other the other mage just kind of dodges. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna shoot the parasites though at the dude on the ground because we don't want his blood because he's after me initiative wise. Yeah. We don't want him to use his blood that he's profusely spewing to do any bad shit to us. So All I'm gonna right. take him out. Go for that worms. 20. Ooh, oh, is that a nat 20? Nat 20. Sure was. Okay. Um, do they eat him? Do you, do you want the plus four for the spell attack? Yeah. 24. They eat yeah, no. flesh and he turns into a skeleton. <laughs> yeah, but that's essentially yeah. exactly what happens. Yeah. So the, the, you reach out your hand, just, ah, and spray of just venomous insects shoot out and stab him to death. Yes. And he's writhing. Bye, Felicia. You see the wounds spread and bubble and melt. And there's nothing but a skeleton. Hashtag gross. Hashtag gross. He's dead? He's dead. Finally! I killed a dude. You that guy killed took, a dude. I killed that, a dude. That guy took like two and a half turns. Hashtag no regrets. <laughs> <laughs> he was full of life. <laughs> he now, he, now he's full of bugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
poisony ones. <laughs> Two left, guys. I wonder where they go. Like, can you? <laughs> must say, like, after they're done, like, do they turn on you? Game. <laughs> Game physics. There's some questions. It's just like it's, like it's like it's like hitting a magical beehive, mm -hmm. and they just turn on anyone who's around. <laughs> that, that's a good one. I, that, that was in the old, that was in the old one. Yeah. A bunch of bee stuff. I remember my favorite was called uh, one. There's whip of spiders, whip of centipedes, and whip of bees. They're all slightly different things. Okay. They're all whip of centipedes. So firstly, it's the, the necromancer's turn. Deadpool. Deadpool, yep. <laughs> our, our lovely friend. And he is going to cast Ray of Enfeeblement upon oh. Idris. Oh my gosh, no! Oh. He doesn't oh. need any more enfeeblement. <laughs> 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 he has a million. Oh, he has a million. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because he's old. Funny because he's old. Mm. You're hurting his feelings, guys. <laughs> well. Where's Daisy? Yeah, that's a miss. Oh! Nice! Oh, deep. Not, not so stable after all. <laughs> that shield. <laughs> Alright. Spell ends. He's trying. <laughs> <laughs> he looks, looks at his hand, looks at you, looks at his hand, looks at you, and you hear him say, But you're old! <laughs> <laughs> I got plenty of fight in me! <laughs> Gonna be quicker than this. So let's see. He is going to take his movement and move right in front of Shiro. He's gonna attempt to use chill touch. That could suck. If it's the same as it was in 3.5, it also does strength damage. To the internet. Which you'll need a cleric to heal. Range spell Separately. Two separate healings. Healing for the damage and healing for the strength damage. That's when you take ability damage, oh. it's permanent until you face what is it. Oh, oh god, okay. So like, oh, charisma damage. I took off that your nose. So bad. Okay. I took off your ear, made you up. So and constitution damage. Fucked up your lungs for yeah. a good amount of time. It's permanent damage. You have to have it. And then some is even worse. It's cursed. So then it's like, you have to wish it. <laughs> you have to Jesus. find someone you know who can grant wishes. Oh, or then wish it away. A, a genie or a wizard. Sure takes two necrotic damage and can't regain hit points until the start of his next turn. Oh, so that's how they do it in this one. Yeah. You can't heal. Okay, and that mage there. What mage? What mage? The bald head, gray uniform ninja guy, yeah. Ninja guy. He's gonna just take his quarter staff and smash a crab body. Staff for staff. Staff for staff. It's a staff fight! There's $20 on the old man! Zane, it's all, it's, it's, it's not like you'd expect it to be like two meals. 13 versus AC on Idris. 13? Yeah. It's a miss. So he runs at you and just tries to like sweep upwards at you. And you just hold your ground. Ah! <laughs> it's 
just the, the staff clangs off of yours and he seems kind of grit his teeth. Damn it, should have used magic. <laughs> and as his catch up, he's going to use magic and use shocking grass. <laughs> Oh, oh, now uh, oh, and you have metal. No, metal. I don't have metal. <laughs> That's a lie. That is not true. Oh no! You have chainmail. It's gonna hurt. And That's is your shield wood or metal? Oh shit! Oh, it's gonna hey. Oh, what is it? What's happening? Riley. Oh, is that a nat 20? No, it's a natural one. Oh. <laughs> oh. So, so here is my rule. On natural ones, advantage or disadvantage, that cancels the action. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he okay. goes for you, he grabs you, oh. and it fizzles. Oh, his powers oh. didn't work. What? What? How embarrassing. It happens to a lot of guys. <laughs> <laughs> he looks over at you and goes, not to me. <laughs> <laughs> I swear this has never happened before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's and what they all say. Oh. Yeah. No. And that I'm ends. About. Now it is. Yeah, that ends right. his turn. Yay. So it is. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was so <laughs> Yeah, I thought uh, you were gonna die. Yeah, I was gonna. That's Shiro's turn. Inside your own chainmail. Did not mm-hmm. appreciate that shit at all. Oh. So he is going to cast. I bet you necrotic damage probably sucks. Probably makes you feel a little sick. Like your oh, throat yeah. probably hurts a little bit. Let me. I'll say yeah. Like you get a little sickness for a second. Cast <laughs> lightning bolt. Probably stinks too. I'm remembering that right. Lightning bolt does not. It's one actually. It's instantaneous. It does not roll. Oh! In a hundred foot line. Basically reaches out and touches the necromancer. You fucked up. Uh oh. And. 10d10. What? 10d10. 8d6. Mm, that's still pretty good. No, no, no. Lightning Bolt is a strong spell. It's yeah, at it least is. level 3. I don't mind it being less than level 3. Ever. So 3. Lightning Bolt is the premier lightning spell. The same way Fireball is the same thing. 8d6. Twenty. Twenty-one. Girl. Twenty-two. Twenty-two lightning damage. He dead. Yeah. He reaches out and touches the guy, and you see the lightning bolt leave his hand Mm -hmm. and literally rip through the necromancer's body. Small hole in the front and bursting from the back. How's that? And it just flies out and down for about another hundred feet. <laughs> yeah, he's dead. He's, he is all mad. He falls back. Look, the stunned look on his face. 
smoke just billowing from the hole. Blood. <laughs> like sees Blood. skeleton for a second when he blasted it. This dude over here must be fucking um, freaked. Scared. He's scared. <laughs> yeah, the last, the last bad guy. Oh. guy. Yep. The mm. last bad guy. He may so want to rethink his alliances. He actually Run turns. Away. Shiro actually turns to that guy. Takes his movement. And cast a suggestion. Hmm? He has to make a. I don't know what saving throw it is. I'm pretty sure it's a will save. But I want to make sure. Yep. He has to make a wisdom save. He looks at the guy and he says, drop your weapons and get to your knees. Okay. Not yet. Sounds like, sounds like prom night. <laughs> drop your weapons. You don't know me! <laughs> what? Did everyone do that at prom? That was not, that wasn't normal at your school? Weird. Yeah. That doesn't, he does not save out of that. He drops his staff. Can I do it? And he puts his hands above his head and goes to his knees. I'm so sorry. I, 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 all right, all right, all right. I, 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 I give up. I give up. Can I I'll tell you whatever you want to know. Just please, just don't, don't fry me. Don't. don't <laughs> I'm gonna do it. I, I was following orders. I don't want to die. <laughs> How do you mean that? Um, uh, no, we will fry you. <laughs> <laughs> Shiro looks over at you, Jazz. No, we will not. Oh, it, yes, of course, of course. Yeah. I mean, I'm with Jazz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, there we go. So he takes a look at the. Uh, the mage, who's bloodied. I mean, he's another good hit, and he would have died easily. But he takes a look at this guy. He's very, I can be merciful. That mercy comes at a price. What are you doing here? Why did you attack us, and what do you want? You know too much. The Lords of Dust have ordered your death. Oh. You specifically. Shiro Quivare. Shiro looks over at him. And puts his sword to his throat. And he says, you're going to tell me why. Actually, I don't want you to tell me why, because then I don't get to do what I need, what I want to do. If you don't, but please, do what you like. We've been watching you. The Lords of Dust have been watching you ever since. Ah! He yells, 
starts grabbing at his arm. And you see him Damn. rip the sleeve from his arm. And you see the mark on his arm. The burning tower. The hand in front. And it starts... You start to see kind of flecks of dust. Kind of fade from the, uh, from the tattoo. And as the flecks of dust fade from the tattoo, flecks of dust also fade from the man, from the mage himself. No! No! I... And he's dust. Just like and that. a wind, as if the irresistible wind comes out of nowhere, it swirls up and it scatters. And that is the end of that mage. Oh, damn it. Shiro looks at the spot where the mage was. He looks at all of you. I'm pretty sure I didn't do that. No. That's not something I've seen in a very long time. And that's not good. Awesome. He sheathes the sword. Is everyone all right? Yes, I'm fine. And he shoots the corner of the building, and he just kind of <laughs> jump like the propels yeah, down. Propels down. Awesome. All right. He thank you. Looks at everyone. Who needs healing? Uh, I could use a bit. Hashtag oh. me too. I I need some. Okay. I still I'm hurt. Rage the entire time. He reaches. <laughs> he reaches into a pouch at his side, and. Takes out three vials of uh, pure light wounds. Seems to be. Which, if I'm remembering correctly, and I'm not remembering correctly at all, so there's that. Would it do the same thing as the spell? Pure light wounds? Yes. I don't know still. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. What? So, it will, you regain 1d8 plus your spell casting modifier at hit points. So that's just, it's just a cure wound. It's a level one evocation. Just a little sip. I always wondered, like, is a weaker health potion less concentrated or a smaller amount? Like, this, like a sip. Or in the more... I am healthy again. That's perfect. That restored me back to full health. Nice. Because, you know, like in Fortnite, uh, when you drink a big potion, that takes forever. Because it's like a giant mm -hmm. potion. That right. potion, right. Six plus one is well, seven. Well, this is pretty much a concentrated healing spell, mm -hmm. liquefied. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty much a small vial. It's a little, like a little, little shot. Vial. Excellent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Oh, I bet you it's nasty. Mm. Yeah, it, 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 it tastes like ambisol. Mm. Yum. Like, it tastes like shit, but it's good for you, I promise. I wonder, like, what potion, like, none of, none of the strong potions are going to taste good. That's all just going to be food and candy. <laughs> like, mixing all the sugars and stuff. That's not going to heal. Well, I'm sure, there, I'm sure there are some gnomes that actually It's have. like those Luden's mm -hmm. cough drops. They Something taste real like good, that. but they yeah. don't actually do anything. Yeah. No, they're just candy. You yeah. need the ones that taste like ass, the fisherman's ones? Yeah. yeah. That heals you. <laughs> huh, maybe, maybe the gnomes, though. That would be tight. Like a little treat. <laughs> so he looks at all of you. That was well done. Everyone. Ozma, you really stepped up there. Nicely done. Tristiana. 
That was brilliant. Thank you. Idris, you didn't die. Yes. <laughs> Every day a miracle. <laughs> Ash, that was nice what you did there with the earthquake. Impressive. The hell flame was rather nice as well. Although I may have questions about that later. <laughs> All right, everyone. That was a, and as you see him talking, you look, you look at all the corpses around you, and what you saw on the mage happens to all of the other corpses as well. Shit, they all just fade. Well, there goes off their gift. Yeah, man, I was I was looking forward to getting some of that stuff. Yeah, now they're all ash. Furthermore, we don't have a corpse to talk to. As much as Desi hates that. <laughs> Ugh! I got dust in my eyes. <laughs> we'll get you. We'll, we'll get you a nice rinse when you get back to headquarters, old man. Huh? <laughs> you have dead people it's in, my in your ears eye. too. Uh, clearly. <laughs> or is that just old age? <laughs> so you all kind of weary and tired from the fight, but bolstered from talking with the car get into Shiro's car, and you head off to Circle HQ. When you arrive, as you do, you teleport into the garage like last time. You arrive, there are several agents in black robes waiting for you. Oh. Oh. What is this? Shiro gets out. What's happening? What's happened? The taller agent, the lead agent, walks over, touches Shiro, kind of piteously. He needs to come with us. We've got a red ball. Ooh. Not to be mistaken with the blue one. Not to be mistaken <laughs> with the blue one. Different scenario. Just, a, just, just as horrifying, though. <laughs> yeah. So Shiro looks at all of you, kind of with his head to follow. You all go through the double gates. You get the fuzzies, the weird vision. This time you don't get sick, Jasper. Oh, did you? You get a little, you get a little dizzy. Oh. But your your body is getting used to the sensation. Oh. When your vision clears, you find yourself into what more or less looks like a control center. There are agents going back and forth. There's, there's a lot of hustling and bustling. It's, oh, crap. Uh, uh, well, uh, oh, thank God you're here. Oh. A gnome agent kind of runs up spectacles, but with a lot like the, uh, the goggles that uh, Desi wore in the beginning with all the different little sexy things over her eyes. But this goblin just kind of takes Shiro, pulls him by the arms, like, no, 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 you need to come here right now. We've got an agent on the scene. You all wander over to what looks like a scrying mirror. And he says, I need all of you to look at this and verify that this is what I think this is. Mm. And as you look through the scrying mirror, you see the same scene that you saw 
your first night as agents. Mm -hmm. Another woman, naked, hung upside down, hovering within a large red spell circle. Mm. Infernal sigils surrounding it. Damn, no one looks at you. Is this what happened the other night? Is what happened last night? Yes, this, yes. this, yes. this, this is name? exactly what happened. Yep. Someone needs to get on that immediately. <laughs> yes. So what 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 did you so 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 how did you get her down? Um it was a... Uh, First we tried... I tried to run up and jump and get her down, but... I can that see that that work. probably did not work. You're old. Yes. And Jasper here tried to throw some paper at it. Yes. It, but it, Why would you do that? I had it... That uh, makes no sense. It, I had it worked out to where I would be able to le learn more from the situation. And did you learn anything? I was not allowed to. Because we had solved it before then. Because you learned that throwing paper at a thing is pretty useless, right? Well, in, in most instances, yes, but I, I, you I learned was... not to throw paper at corpses. It would not be, it will not be paper. It's <laughs> <laughs> worrying. Okay, Jess. That, that is very concerning. Um, but, okay, but, How, what, 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 what did you do to get her down? There was a series of uh, arcana locks that had to be unlocked. Using Arcana. That's so what you're saying is what is it, a magical combination lock? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> and the, the gnome kind of stands there for a moment, strokes its tiny, tiny beard. <laughs> it's like, well, okay. I think I've got someone that can that we can we can send on that. So he runs out of the room and you see him run back in holding Jarvis by the arm. Mm. And Jarvis is kind of sputtering. I I I I I don't what 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 what's happening? What's what what's going on here? What why why am I here? What I I was I was reading and you just pulled me out of the library and and oh hi everyone good to see you all again you're alive one of you's bleeding a couple of you are bleeding are you alright? What happened? Well, yes, I am fine. <laughs> I got shot with an arrow. Oh, that is unfortunate. I'm I agree. I'm very happy that you survived that. I agree. Did, did, did they survive that? No. Mm. Very good, then. <laughs> very good. Very good. Serves them right, I say. Excellent. And he looks back at the gnome and like, so why am I here? The gnome... As, as much as he can, for his size, takes this large warforge and does his best to turn him towards, just kind of exasperatedly turns him towards the... You need to say this! You could have just asked me. I, I would have just... Oh, dear. <laughs> that's... That's most important. That looks like a... Oh. Is that what I think it is? That looks like a Balthazar's lock. My word. By the seven, it is a Balthazar. Okay, all right. So what you need to... No, where is this happening? Where is this? Ooh. The gnome mm. looks at him. It's, it's in the merchant quarter. It's in the merchant quarter. 
You gonna get, can, can, how fast can you get there? How fast can you get me there? And then you hear a door slam open. And a booming voice. Jarvis, we're going to get you on the fastest sky car we have. We need this resolved now. And you see from the direction of the voice, a large, bronze-scaled dragonborn. Oh, yeah. so he starts to kind of, not so much saunter, so much as stomp in your general direction. Shiro looks down at Shiro, who's about a head shorter than he is. I'm told that this is the second one of these, and you dealt with something similar last night. I have two questions for you. Shiro kind of, I'm sure you have more than that, but by all means, sir. Question number one. You're able to verify that this is the same thing that you faced last night. Shiro nods, yeah. He looks over at Jarvis. The moment you unlock the gate, Place a freeze spell on that body immediately. We don't want whatever is in her getting out. And then you levitate her down. Do not jostle the body any more than is necessary. If those things hatch, we won't be able to get to you in time. Can you do this on your own? Jarvis kind of well, yes. I mean, it would be easy to unlock the gate. That's 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 without that's that's not a problem. The problem isn't well. Let me do the math. Just for the fall and the velocity and things. That... The dragonborn takes his two large hands, places them both on Jarvis's shoulder, each of Jarvis's shoulders. I know you can do this. Don't think about it. Just do the job. I'm going to send this couple of scouts with you. You'll be fine. Jarvis kind of looks up at Corinth and You got it, Chief. I'm on this. I'm on this. Yes, sir. And you see the scout that you met your first night. And another elf man, or an elf, a male elf, dressed very similarly, kind of in these samurai garb with the fur cape mm -hmm. and the long curved elven blade like a nodachi mm -hmm. strapped across his back. They both turn to you all, kind of a short bow. They turn to the chief, short bow. And then they both put their hands on the, uh, the warforged's back. The male says, we shall go with you. No harm shall come to you while you are with us. And the, the warforged just kind of nods, all right, I, I, okay, let's, let's go. The three of them go through the door and they vanish. Corinth then turns to Shiro, question number two. 
Why was I not awakened last night when this happened? You know what this means. Shiro kind of, yes sir I do. I was going to tell you about it this morning once I got all of the information. I didn't want to mistake this for any kind of copycat. I've had copycats in the past. Corinth looks at you. Yes, Corinth looks at you all. I hear you handled yourselves pretty well out there. I commend you for your actions. <laughs> he looks at Idris. I'm not sure why you thought it was a good idea to try and catch her. Ah, so you heard all the details. I did. <laughs> but it was your attempt to catch her that saved you what could have been a lot more pain. <laughs> and death. Most likely death. Why is this? Well, had it jostled more than it had, in my experience with these things, they eat fast. Ooh. When they eat fast, they grow fast. So they are stress eaters. Very <laughs> much so. That's about the most apt description of their eating habits that I can... Yes. Ooh. Well done, Mr. Goodsong. He takes a, a long, long, deep breath. So what else did you learn? Uh, that the hands of uh, dust are coming back. We are trying to stop them. I've never heard of them, other than from stories. But, uh, I mean, we just fought him again. <laughs> Wait. Corinth raises an eyebrow. You actually fought members of the Hand of Dust. Yes, they even turned into dust. After they were dead. Not I killed them. one. <laughs> <laughs> that you survived the first encounter with the Hands of Dust. At this stage in your Careers is commendable. I think, I think you're talking about Yes. Were you able to get any information from them? Um, he said, did he say before he turned into dust and was on the wind? That uh, they, they're looking to kill Shiro. Oh, yes. 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 He looks at Shiro. Very concerned look on Shiro, am I going to have to place you under guard? Shiro raises his hands, kind of, no sir, we took care of that. It's important that I go and figure this out, and I'd like to bring the team with me. <clears throat> Folds his arms, and just where is it that you need? that you think you need to go. Cheryl kind of, oh boy. You need to go to Undyer. Of all the places to go for information, you're going to go away from Shard. We have a situation. 
there likely will be many more of these deaths, all in the name of these lords and hands of dust, and you want to leave. What would give you that idea? Shiro just kind of looks at him plainly. Jetembe. Corinth closes his eyes a moment. <sighs> I am too old for this. <laughs> so you spoke with Baba Akbar. Akbar. So my guess is that his son is going to be the one to help you with this. Hmm. Shiro nods. Sir, we do believe that they have the Book of Shadows. And you hear, whenever you speak Draconic. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what it is to speak. Yeah. How do you speak? What do you what languages do you speak? No, no difficulty for you. None of you. Mm -mm. So <clears throat> you hear these harsh, rolling sounds and vowels and guttural growls just from his lips. All sure open, still his nod. Yes, it is a mind fuck. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> But I also believe that Empress can help us. I ask of your blessing on this, Chief. Send us to Undyre. Let us get to the bottom of this so that we can stop this thing before it gets any worse. He puts a mighty hand on Shiro's metal arm. I know what this means to you. This brings you closer to closure. This brings us closer to averting disaster. You have three weeks. End this. We will do what we can on our end now that we know how to undo the lock. We'll do everything that we can to prevent the door from opening. But you need to get your hands on the Book of Shadows. Stop this. He goes into his office for a moment, stomping off. You almost expect for him to slam the door shut, but he doesn't. Instead, takes a moment, comes back out, hands Shiro a writ. Shiro opens it, and the first thing you all can see is that it has all of your names on it. Take this down to the loading area. They will take you to the docks, and they will get you on a ship. Passage to Undyre takes about three days. 
Go see the Carreras before you leave. Hmm. You're going to need every every bit of help you can get. Hmm. I'm counting on you. I'm counting on all of you. It takes a look at, at all of you. <clears throat> the world must not fall while the circle stands. That is our pledge. Go out there and do some good and save the world. For Eberron. The world can count on us. We are... Uh, and Corinth kind of <laughs> looks at you, huh? waiting. <laughs> um, Please tell me that's not your group's name. Uh, that is all I can think of right now. I just, uh, I thought that, um, it was supposed to be Idris. It, Team Idris. No. Oh, not at all. We're, we're still working on a name. Shiro, as a secondary assignment, please help these young ones come up with a What did that, uh, color me bad, you know? <laughs> I like it. Wait, you mean after that failed Bardic group? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I want uh, that their hit song. I want to uh, consummate uh, you up. <laughs> consummate you up. You see, <laughs> you've never seen a dragonborn face palm. I second. <laughs> Color me back. <laughs> but his massive. They should have named him. Bronze scaled Color me bard. <laughs> His massive bronze. <laughs> 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 oh, sorry, that was good. That was good. That was really good. Calling me Bard. Cohen's massive bronze scaled hand in like the biggest face palm you've ever seen. Uh, okay. We've got some characters. Keep that sense of humor. You're going to need it. And at that point, he steps, he walks, walks off back into his office. Solve this! Closes the door. Hmm. Everyone in the room is kind of still. You hear that gnome? Well, that went a lot better than I thought it was going to. It's usually better than your conversations with Corinth Go. Right, Shiro? Shiro kind of stares at the gnome. There was pointedly more or less yelling this time. But I do think that he's uh, shaken up about this, as mm. we all are, obviously. He was one of the seven, one of the original seven that defeated the hands the first time. So, yeah. He's got a lot invested in this. He looks at the rest of you. Wedges, get your rest. In the morning? No, it's not morning, it's afternoon by then. Tonight, we load a ship, we go to Undyair. We're going to see the we're going to see the king. Mm -hmm. Bye bye. 
And that's where I'm going to end it tonight. So, you all managed to get through another skirmish. Bare, barely. Pointedly better than you did last time. Yeah, I, I feel mm. like we did way better this time. <laughs> we got some damage going. This yeah. is the, that, we're going to have to get good rolls because this is going to be a damage team. Freaking, you have a dex, because he's a fighter. Yeah. He's a dex fighter. Yeah. And then you have two rogues, and then you have two magic users. And then with, so we're going to, yep, with the squish squad. Although, the squishy squish squad. squad. That's there, the there it is. Yeah. There it is. Now we would do the squishy squad. No, but um. I like it. I kind of like that too. I like it too. <laughs> I like that too. But Riley, you may, you you've may, heard it here first, boys and girls. Have you chosen your team squish squad? You've heard it here first, boys and girls. The name of their party is the squishy squad. <laughs> <laughs> it just kind of stuck. They have know? been they have been christened. <laughs> the squishy squad. Kind of like what happens when we get stuck. <laughs> no, but have you have you chosen uh, if you're gonna uh, have a domain or transform yet? Uh, is that like the circle? Your uh, uh, yeah, circle your of the moon. Yeah, yeah. 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 What, what is yours? Circle of the moon. Do you, do you remember the abilities? You're speaking words, but I don't understand. <laughs> well, everybody, all classes get like a pre a prestige, like a like a. A freaking like a subclass once you know like at level three like have you yeah, like yours yours is shadow magic mm -hmm. okay yeah exactly Luke's is divine magic and uh, I, yours is uh, uh, yeah I'm the only person wow that was night I'm the only person who hasn't wow. reached it yet are you level three yeah. I'm. Wow. Yeah, I'm only two in Druid. I'm two and one. Oh, well, yeah, you, you said two and one. Two and one. Two and one. Oh, you're two and one too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you have this? No, you're rogue. Not you yet. Can't. You can't. No. You're rogue. Yeah, you're like me. You don't have it. So no. we don't have any specialization. No, we're just. I'm just having. I think you get. We're just dual classing. No, you know? not, no not yet. We will get it. I love. Yeah. Once 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 your rogue level reaches three, which it will, because this next time you'll be level four. Well, I'm two so and this is consider this your first milestone met. Okay. So, ding, level up. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm in the other direction though. I have two in artificer and one in rogue. So I'm gonna probably pop my artificer and start building. Do it. Start being able to crank and maybe join Carreras or at least hang hang out with them a lot. So boys and girls, you've just listened to episode three of Agents of the Circle. Uh, we will be back next week with another, or not next week, uh, in two weeks, with another fun-filled, action-packed uh, edition with our newly named group, the Squishy Squad. Uh, so uh, until then... Uh, I'm sorry, Team, team Idris was like a close second. Yeah, <laughs> Team Idris was like a close Second hundred? Second thousand? Be good to each other and roll <laughs> for initiative. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, one of the things.